Forgive us, Father, for we are about to sin and be very naughty boys. Uh, Key, yeah, you missed it. I bitched about my ex-wife for a little bit earlier. How yeah, I know, I, know you, I know you said that, but you didn't imply what exactly happened. You said, you, I mean, come on. You just said, like, I am horny. Yeah. Jeez. But it's fine. Everybody's going to go to I therapy. Think, well, what's funny is she actually messaged me the other day. I think she wants to get back together, and I think I'm going to take her up on it. No. Well, goddamn it! Now I have to take no. back what I said. Mark, are you <laughs> kind of friend I am? I'm like, oh, good for you, bud. I didn't, you know, stuff is in. I mean, Mark, are you? I don't know if you're bullshitting me or not. Hey, come on! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you can't keep letting Mark gaslight you like that. <laughs> Key, I love you, bud. I really do. But God, you are so Lord. easy. Jesus I'm glad you're not like in politics or on Wall Street or anything, because you'd just be the most gullible motherfucker. He would trust everything that's put on his desk. Like, hey, we this is gonna this is gonna really fix the. You economy. know what? You're the kind of guy who gets hired when they're like, oh man, something's about to fucking blow up, and we need a goddamn pet, like fucking Patsy to take the fucking brunt of this. He seems real here. We're not we're not insulting you here. We think you're one of the coolest people ever. But you're no, just very gullible. Yeah. You, but you are gullible as shit. <laughs> Key, you're the guy that would have been given like control of Enron right before everything down. Oh shit. You're the kind of guy that would have been given the keys of the White House when Trump was leaving. Oh god damn it. Key. You're the kind of guy that would sign up for a pyramid scheme and not understand that you just got fucking served. No, I'm so glad I know about You would have scheme. signed up for a pyramid scheme and then be like, so where's my pyramid? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He's gullible. He's not a fucking dumbass. Yo, Brennan, that was awesome. Okay, I'm going to give you that one. <laughs> Hey, yo, guys! I uh, I paid the eight thousand dollars that you said I needed to pay. Where's my uh, where's my pyramid? Where's my pyramid? I just go uh, pick it up in uh, in Egypt. Is that where I get it? Oh, oh my god! god. Um, Key Key is the kind of guy that buys uh, someone a star for their birthday. Accidentally finds out that he just got uh, chocolates made from somebody's butthole. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe there's really things like there's. Really oh my that. god! I love that those are that's a, that's a real thing. It's it's responses like that from Keith. It's like I just can't believe that they exist. I can't believe that's something that happens. It just really sets up that potential <laughs> even more. <laughs> Send somebody you care about a star. Oh my god, that's amazing! And <laughs> me buy a star for somebody? No, I'm buying it for myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying that you're like, oh man, I can just buy a star, and all of a sudden a box of chocolate shows up at your doorstep, and it's just well, it's a brown star, but it ain't, but it's a, it's a star, but it's a brown star. If anybody ever sends something like that, I know for a fact it's either gonna be you or it's gonna be Mark. 
What are you talking about? I just show up and press my ass cheeks against you. Yeah, but the <laughs> but the real joke is the fact that Mark and I didn't go through an actual company to do it. We just did it ourselves in my kitchen, and there's like butthole hairs in there and stuff. What are you talking about? You think I'd actually waste time making a chocolate mold? I just <laughs> I just take a really bad shit one day and then just let it no because the real joke is like actually like pouring like well i say choke the joke is on both the joke (laughs) gets to suffer a little bit but i'm just imagining you with your legs up in the air and i'm pouring like hot chocolate (laughs) to your butthole i'm trying to imagine what like how um Jazz would react to this, just walking oh, about as well as you would expect. Also, at the same time, I imagine if she walked in on that, she'd go, Uh, so who, what's this for? Yeah, no, here's the thing about Jasmine, she is fucking ride or die. You could tell her I killed somebody, and she'd be like, All right, let's hide the body. Jasmine's also the kind of person that's like, uh, you know, she is, I mean, that's also, oh god, it's very true. She, like if if you pulled up to a bank and she goes, all right, cool. So what are we doing? And you go, well, we're robbing. And she goes, all right, cool. So what am I what am I doing? It's just I like, like if, no, I feel like if um, if anybody heard Bucky or Gwen or just said anything remotely mean to them, I feel like she would turn into like the female version of like John Wick. No, she wouldn't even turn into the female version of John Wick. All of a sudden, you would just stop existing, and then she See, would just look normal. She here's like, the thing: she would be like the Flash. Like, Jasmine didn't change at all, but all of a sudden you're dead on the floor. Like, what happened? Here's the thing about the bank robbery scenario that you laid out, though, is she wouldn't say, okay, what am I doing? She'd already have a cocked pistol ready to go. Oh, very true. True, yeah. Like, you wouldn't know where the fuck the pistol came from, but she would have it. Oh, I can imagine where it came from. Brandon, no. Oh, it's my wife. That's fair. Hey, Jasmine, I need that gun out of your fucking... Hey, yo, Jasmine, I know you got a gun story, but I need you to pull it out. So, I know how much you guys love stories about my mom. Oh, God, no. So, let me lay out the scene for you. Uh, When I was was but a a child... uh, What, Brandon? When I was butt-naked. When I was a butt naked nasty boy, um, no. So when I was in middle school, when I, when I'm, I am actually butt naked right now. What? Oh boy! Whoa! What? I'm, I'm not being butt naked when we were on video chat with Key's family. Yo, it came very. You, you guys are lucky that you caught me. When you did I had literally just put pants on? <laughs> so, um, so I discovered the magic of internet pornography when I was in middle school. Uh, as I believe I've mentioned before. And, oh. um, you know, when you're of that age, everything turns you on for no fucking reason. Oh, no. So, anyway. Um, actually, I've got... Years. This is a two-parter, actually. Uh, oh, my God, it's a twofer? <laughs> it's a twofer here. Yeah, so, I was working... One for the other. I was working on a school project, um... And I need to use my dad's camera. And I didn't realize what all my dad used that camera for. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
Um, I was doing a school project. I guess no, actually, you know what? This would have been the the school project would have been high school. So uh, this this two different stories, but they're very similar. Uh, so I'm working on a school project for high school. We had to, it was for my uh, my world history class. We had to like take a video of us putting a flag on somebody else's property, just like as a joke assignment. It was extra credit kind of thing. And uh, so I, I grabbed the 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 camera. I wanted to make it really fucking good, right? You know, I, I put a lot of work into it. I filmed a really fucking. I used music and shit, which nobody else did. Uh, so mine ended up looking really fucking weird. Um, and as I'm taking the 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 SD card out of the camera and putting it into the computer, um, I see that there are other videos on there, and I'm like, I don't. I I thought I only took one video. Uh, and there were three videos on there, so well, like maybe it just the mentality of like, well, I got to make sure I'm working on the right video. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to grab the wrong video. But here's the problem with the other two videos: is um, what? It was your mom. Not just my mom. Oh, I mom. saw everything. Yeah, your mom. Nope, I saw both of my parents. Ew. In, okay. Was that a fisheye lens to be able to capture all of that? Wasn't a fisheye lens, man. <laughs> but I appreciate the joke there. Uh, <laughs> I I accidentally came across my parents' sex tapes. You should be very Ooh. careful when you say that kind of thing that you accidentally came across. You should make sure that you... I accidentally happened upon my parents' sex go. tapes. I don't want to hear about you accidentally coming upon your. I accidentally came upon my parents. Ew. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I uh, while I was editing while I was editing I uh, I came across my parents' sex I I found my parents' sex tape by accident and um, I didn't finish the assignment after that I uh, I just I just cut my losses on that one and. I, I spent probably about three weeks without being able to look either of my parents in the eye. Um, mostly because, like, here's the thing about a sex tape is it has to be done from a good angle. Otherwise, all you get is just man ass. And punk. <laughs> all I saw. It ends up looking like the goddamn logo of Punch Burger from, uh, uh, from Parks and Rec. It's just a fat silhouette. So here's the, here's the problem is is it's it, it was mostly man ass and the second Ooh, one which that's kind of ass <laughs> but the problem the other problem is is this because I like I said there were three videos I just wanted to see which one was mine the first one was just man ass the second one my dad got smart and moved the camera so I got to see okay. everything swinging everything. Yeah. Swing. You got to see the old man's tackle box. You got to see what he's been fishing with. Nope, I, got <laughs> I got to see from the front everything from my mom swinging. Oh, I, I it it, it haunts me to this day. Seeing <laughs> what? What? Did it feel homely? Like you were going back to a place that you thought you knew, but you know, like. Almost, you're like, man, there's some kind of, like, latent memories and, like, almost no. like a blanket. No. No, it was a nightmare. <laughs> Brandon, you've also got to understand when I... Like a picture of an old house that you used to live in, you're like, I used to live there. 
No, that's not what it <laughs> felt like at all. What it felt like was <laughs> it, it. It was like watching the, the. It was like the first time I watched the Human Centipede. It was horrifying, but I couldn't look away. It was one of those things that uh, you and I have a very different experience with watching Human Centipede, apparently, because I thought it was the funniest shit I'd ever seen. I've actually never seen Human Centipede. I, I, I was just using that. Yeah. I've seen it. I was laughing my ass off because, like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever watched in my entire life. But, uh, yeah, so, like I said, I wasn't able to look my parents. I, I didn't finish the oh, assignment. Shit, I, my computer's not dying. I couldn't look my family in the face. So I, uh, yeah, that naturally scarred me for years to come. Um, but what in, so the other, the other story, the one from middle school, um, was a little bit more harrowing because it's one thing to come across your parent. Okay. Hold hold on, Mark. Real quick. Babe, she falls asleep as you bless God. Is that Jasmine? Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. We love you. Ouch, with her glasses, and you can tell because she's got a red bridge across her nose. Aww. She's a sweet girl. We love her. Well, you should. She's a fucking treasure, dude. Mm -hmm. You, like, you really, you got the, you really pulled, like, the lucky numbers. I mean, both of you did. I know. Uh, That's not, that's not to say. Oh, I I feel like I'm definitely the one who won the lottery. I feel like she just kind of, like, all right, this one will do. I can. That was di- can... that was directed at Key, not Jasmine, bud. Jasmine definitely drew the short straw. <laughs> but that short straw came with a big old dick. Yeah. As bad it is to see your parents fucking like your sex tape, it's so much <laughs> worse seeing it in real life. You poor um, soul. Oh no! It it it's almost it's it's worse than it sounds. So, uh, my parents, as most parents do, they had the master bed, they had the master bedroom with the master bath and shit like that. And, um, they would often not close the door when they were bathing. And I'm Mm. not talking like they would, like they would close the door to their bedroom, but not to close the door to the bathroom. It's their bedroom. Nobody's going to fucking go in there. Right. I was in middle school and I needed something from my parents. I can't remember what it was. Their door was open, so I just assumed, hey, it's probably okay to go in here. And as I came into the master bedroom and took a turn around the corner that they had like right after the door, the entrance, mm-hmm. uh, I saw with the bathroom door wide open and the shower curtain pulled back. Oh, no. Uh, uh. I saw my parents fucking plowing it good for them no (laughs) sure good for them great for them terrible for me oh terrible for you terrible for me yeah they were just fucking going to town my mom was pressed up against the wall i was my dad was just going at it from behind and uh as soon as i registered what i was looking at i fucking bolted how old were you i was like 12 (laughs) oh so you, you knew well Oh, of course. Yeah, I was very much into my heavy porn action at that point. Oh. Uh, so I knew well, exactly what it was. It nowadays, from you fucking go on the Pornhub or anywhere, it's all just mommy fucks stepson or... Oh, it's a good thing. God, could you imagine being a... trying to find your way into what, like, gets you going now? 
<laughs> I know exactly what gets me going now, guys. I don't need help finding that. <laughs> you poor bastard. Catholic vampires. Catholic vampires and Catholic milf vampires. Catholic schoolgirl gets bitten by by horny vampire milf. Mark, let's be honest. The only reason you're into milfs is because you're hoping to find a legitimate mother figure. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's the only reason I'm into daddies too. Oh, you sick bastard! But um, so that's actually not the end of the story. Funny enough, uh, so like I said, funny. (laughs) So I uh, I booked it. Like as soon as I registered, I was like, "Oh my god, my parents are fucking in the bathroom," and they left the door. Here's the fucked up part: it was like noon. It wasn't even like late at night or early in the morning. Oh, heaven forbid that your parents get some skyrockets in afternoon delight. The problem is, is they left both of the doors open. When we were home from school, uh, it was a Saturday. Oh. Oh. Hey, man, look, you know what? Sometimes the mood strikes you and you, you, you hope for the best. You just start fucking... Look, I get it. I I've had sex before. I understand how that works. Yeah, but here's have you the had problem: sex with children around. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I walked I, after seeing my my dad porno railing my mom. Uh, I I'm back in my room. Good fucking job for him. I mean, fucking. <laughs> um, I was uh, I was in my room crying. <laughs> Uh, I was scarred for life after that, naturally. And um, That's one my, mom, my mom comes in. She's like, hey, bud, uh, every, how you doing? What are you doing today? And I'm like, just, you know, just hanging out. She's like, oh, cool. I thought you were, uh, we figured you'd be uh, going over to a friend's house. I was like, no, everyone, you know, everyone's in town. I was just going to hang out around the house. Um, and she's like, uh, have you been in our room recently? And I was like, oh. why? And she's like, oh, we realized that I, I realized I was taking a and the door open and I thought I saw your sleeve. And I'm like, your I sleeve? Saw, yeah, apparently she thought she saw my sleeve like whip around the corner left. Well, she probably um, did. She probably did. So that's and she's just kind of like, I just wanted to make sure. And I'm like, like, what am I fucking supposed to say in that situation? Yeah, I saw dad railing you. Like, good for you guys. And you're at <laughs> your age. God damn. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I would not say good job to my parents fucking. In any circumstance. Brandon. <laughs> um, I gotta are you are you done uh, done with your story? Yeah, that's the end of that's the end of me watching my dad porno rail my mom. Alright, cool. So Key, you wanna hear about how Jasmine and I were getting on in one of the cabins at your wedding and Jose and Brianna almost walked in on us? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Brandon, is this allowed to stay on the episode? Yeah, you can keep this in the episode. Is Jasmine going to be okay with you telling this story? You, I don't know, but uh, I'm willing to. It's it's a it's a badge of honor for both of us. We're we're not okay. we're not you know. You're not ashamed. We it wasn't like we were getting like down and wild or anything. It was just. All right, so Jasmine and I were not... St- there were, at Key's wedding, there were cabins, 
part yeah. of the venue. Yes, it Jasmine was called Hat on the Horseshoe. I'm sure that these lovely people are, would be thrilled about the plug that you just gave them and the story that I am about to tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what they say, any publicity is good publicity. It's true. Uh, so anyways, um, we were not staying the night because, I mean, it was like an hour and a half outside. Not, not even an hour and a half. Like no, it was... It's about a, yeah, it's about a, well, depending on traffic, but it's an hour away from Austin, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's down. Oh, Mark, it's not far from where we would. Oh fuck, you didn't go on that trip. Well, where Canyon Lake, Texas is, it's right between San Marcos and uh, where we would go to our youth trips when we go tubing. Yeah, dude, I was there for those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was right outside of there. See, oh, I okay. ended up going with um. Um, Colin, 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 Pat, Colin Peak. Yeah, Colin Peak, David Charles, and then there was another person who was with us. I can't remember their name. I can't remember who was that was with us. We went down right down the road from where the venue was at to an EDM festival. Yeah, that was me, you dick. No, that wasn't you. I, I was there. We are. listened to like Daft Punk, and I mean, are there really any other EDM bands out there? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Come on, that was good. that was fucking clever. That was dumb. It was. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some fucking bullshit. Anyways, so it was literally right down the road from where I went to an EDM festival at. And so but anyways, not far from where a lot of people do a lot of tubing, some like intercoastal like River fishing in Texas throughout the hill country. It's great. Right. Beautiful country. Um, so on this venue, they had uh, cabins that you could, you know, stay in for the night. Okay. Well, Jasmine and I were like, eh, Keys has a goddamn dry wedding, so we're not going to be drinking that hard. So we're just going to drive back to Austin. Well, thankfully, Jose and Brianna brought some like bottles of like Deep Eddy and that had, had them in the like freezer um, that we could get into. But even still, we weren't like hitting the bottle or anything throughout the night. You, Brandon, I, I very much doubt that you were not hitting a bottle. No, because the deal is I'm not crazy about vodka. The reason why we had a dry wedding was because one, it's fucking cheaper. Well, right, that yeah. that, and then at the same time, we knew everybody was going to want to go back home because it was literally a, a couple of days before Christmas. Yeah, no, that so, makes sense. Yeah. So I'm pretty- I, love, I love Key and um, Bailey very, very much. It was one of the most inconvenient times for a wedding <laughs> I have ever been to in my entire life. That's but, what I said sometimes too. <laughs> but at the same time, as somebody that likes a cooler wedding, that I can be outside and not be sweating my ass off. And since you asked me to be a groomsman at your wedding, mm-hmm. I was very thankful. I was like, this is like my ideal time of the year to do like be in a wedding. Like, this is great. I'm glad he didn't ask me to be a groomsman. And then him tell me that we're doing it in August because I'd be pissed. No, I told Bailey the moment after I proposed to her, I was like, please, no summer wedding. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. No summer wedding. That was one of the best things that Jasmine and I did. We did it in uh, November. Yep. And it was great. Oh, my goodness. It was perfect. You could be outside, and it wasn't that cold. But um, temperate. So, but anyway, yeah. Way, I, I, we wanted to drive away because we knew everybody was going to want to drive back home oh, and get ready yeah, absolutely. for I their trip back. Y'all saved so much money. Much money. You saved so much. Like, come on. It's ridiculous to pay for your friends to drink for three hours. <laughs> but I told, I told everybody. For anybody who's listening to this right now, if you're, like, in the process of getting married or you're thinking about getting married and, like, you're trying to plan your date, and but you're wanting to be, like, reasonable and you're like, man, you know, we want to have a good little shindig hootenanny get together proper wedding but you're wanting to save money somewhere alcohol just d- don't don't i know i'm gonna no. be honest with you it kind of feels like you're directing this that whole thing uh towards me no because uh, all right but why did you go i'm about to be really upset that i wasn't invited to your wedding did you have an open bar uh-uh. no Okay. We had mimosas for like we had everyone got like two mimosas. It was fucking. Oh, see, but that's different. Like mimosas, mimosas are fine. Yes, you're gonna pay a good amount of money for mimosas because you gotta have a pay for a bartender to be there. You gotta make sure you tip your bartender good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon, I will. I will tell you this right now. Things what? Uh, there are about a about two dozen people I would have rather had you replace at our wedding. I appreciate it, but at the same time, it's in the past. We can't do nothing about it. Brandon, when um, I finish my time machine, right along, you know, as soon as I, I finish. Know. I want to be careful because you don't know what's going to happen. That's yeah. That's a very good point. Uh, well, you know, that. we're, I mean, I got to just add it to my to-do list. What if, what if, okay, what if I went back in time, fixed, fixed everything, you know, getting married and, you know, I'm like, Brandon, you're coming to the wedding. But um, as as you know, the bride is walking down the aisle, and I lift her veil for the first time, and you see your oh, face. I'm to listen to you lifting your wife, <laughs> your, your face. Christ! <laughs> I lift the veil, and it's Brandon's face on a woman's body. I'm very upset that you would have me in a dress and not a suit. I don't well, know. You're I'm... a woman. You're you'd be a it'd be a female version of Brandon. Thing. Why the fuck am I the female? Not that there's anything wrong You're, with that. No, it's not you. <laughs> it's your clone that I just switched a chromosome on. You I know what, Brad? I think you make a pretty fucking hot chick. I'm not going to lie. Thank you, but also at the same time, I feel like that goes doubly towards you. <laughs> you, would make, you would make a fucking I'm, sexy woman. Jesus, Key. I mean, you even have the... You're one of the only people in our age bracket that kept the scene thing going. Like, that gives you, like, 20 extra points going towards you. Thank you. Lord, if you had the scene thing going for you and you were a woman key, I'm sorry. You wouldn't be able to survive. (laughs) I would 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 just tear you apart. Oh, my God. Obviously, big dick. (laughs) All of my siblings only know about scene girls. Because of that's one of the things I find sexiest. That's one you, of the things you bestowed upon them. <laughs> love that's them. one of the girls. dude. They they are so fucking interested in my sex life. It's insane. 
That's very concerning. concerning. Yeah, it's very invasive. Yes, it's very. That's how old are they? They're in. Uh, they range from like their mid thirties to the to forty. Okay, that's a bit different. That's okay. Yeah. Just um, I was very concerned. How old were you thinking? Much younger. Like much younger. Like Victoria's age? Yes. No, all Victoria's the only younger sibling I have. Look, I understand that now when you're telling me it, but it's you have a lot of dynamics that happen with your family. I don't know you're where you all fully. Um. Mark, no. you have a benefit of kind of understanding my family dynamic because you legitimately met and know two of my cousins. Yeah, that's true. And so, like, you okay. can go from there and judge it. But, like, right. Victoria is the only person, sibling that I know. Yeah. Look, we're getting off topic here. What I'm trying to get at, G, is if you were a woman, God, you wouldn't get out of my basement, dude. I'm not Jeez. even. I'm not even going far uh, that far as to being a woman. I have to restrain myself on a daily basis when I'm around him. Damn. God. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> um, anyway, so continue with your story about. Uh, oh yeah, about oh, uh, almost <laughs> turning your tooth into a foursome. Yeah. So, but so, anyways, so you know, I'm getting dressed up in like my suit and stuff because i'm a groomsman you know and i will hand it to key and bailey what so i have seen i've been to a good amount of weddings you know been in a couple of them some people don't have good taste in their color selection that they want people to wear <laughs> i can definitively say for key and bailey they have their color palettes like on fucking point. Thank you. Like, like fucking amazing. Like as soon as I found out like what we were wearing and like, you know, the color coordination, I was like, this is fucking elegant as shit. I'm all about it. It's great. It was like a dark a dark gray suit and then you ended up having like a nice deep red maroon yeah maroon that went with everything oh, it was it was it was awesome. dude i really loved my vest that i was wearing because mine was just uh because the guys were gray vests but mine was just all maroon i was like fuck i we really want to keep this thing we were gray all the way our suits and the, the vests were gray but our bow ties and our accent the the um the the Pocket Square was maroon, mm -hmm. but then Key had Key it went the extra swag level and made he's like no 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 I'm having a full maroon vest. Oh man, that vest was no, so fucking was amazing. Like I know, like one of my things is I always look back at those like photos, but for whatever reason, the photos from your wedding is what pops up in my feed the most, and I think it's mostly because of Zach. Cause he likes using those fo um, uh, photos likes, a lot. Yep. <laughs> um. So I am always seeing those photos from your wedding, which is, I mean, great. Uh, one of the things I regret is like, man, I wish I was in better shape. Like I was on, I was right on the cusp of like, like right when your wedding happened, I had made 
the decision like leading up to like our suits getting fitted and stuff i was like i'm getting in better shape like i'm working on it so i was doing better at that point i like looking at that because i truly look at those photos like this was the moment when i started like really working hard on getting better about how i looked yeah. so then i use that as like my tent pole and then everything else is like followed that and i can can honestly say like i look a million times better than i did at your wedding but i still like even though at your wedding i didn't look as good as i wanted to i was like you know what i respect how i looked because i know i was on the right track and i looked good like there like i like for like three months leading up to your wedding i was working real hard to get in a better uh routine and stuff also, if this, this makes ahead. me feel any better, um, how Bailey's sister is a um, a college well, from, as a graduate from SCAD from Atlanta, Georgia, and she majors in film and photography. She said that the photographer who took the pictures used the wrong lens. Oh no! That's absolutely. why everybody looked like they were, and it's very bigger. And I was like. Very evident yeah but at the same time i was like i look bigger than i know i was at this time but at the same time even though i look bigger because of the lens same here because even I'm bailey was like why do you look so much bigger when you were like i was like you were to be oh one it's infuriating because even when you're like hard on yourself and like oh it's really big at this point i'm like no oh, i would kill to be at that weight but no, but even even my uh, like everybody else was asking. They're like, like what the hell? Like why do we look so big? Even some of the uh, even even it's some funny, of funny the other people. The two people who benefit the most are Zach and um, and Jose, who are both <laughs> trying to bulk up at the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> both of them look like. Like, damn, you look, both y'all look really good. And that's why both of them are always posting up, like, hey, was this time last year, like uh, four years ago, whatever, how long it's been. They always, on the anniversary, I know, like, they're always reposting those photos. Yep. It's either Zach. Yeah. It's either Zach or Jose. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anyway. Getting back to the crux story. of the story, this real story. Um, so I was just we Jasmine was getting dressed in the in Jose and Brianna's cabin they had, and we were over there getting some drinks and stuff because they had stuff in the freezer. Um, we, um, I don't know the 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 mood the mood just caught us just right. And, Dude, there uh, is something about weddings that makes people horny as fuck. You know what? Not as horny as funerals make people, you know? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. funeral and I mean have you ever been to an open casket funeral and not I, looked at the body yeah. and be like, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never noticed it until just now, but grandma's cheeks clap, bro. Oh my <laughs> god, no. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, trained by the family. 
Mark is going to turn to a funeral crasher. <laughs> Open casket at her funeral. <laughs> you can say it's wrong to do the incest. But, like, we're from Alabama. Oh, we don't give a fuck. In Alabama, who gives a shit? <laughs> Brandon, I know what our first song should be for our uh, for our band. Is it just a Grandma Got Ran Over by the Reindeer parody? parody? Yeah. <laughs> grandma Got got Plowed yeah. by the Whole Family. All right, carry on with your story. I'm sorry. Huh. Anyways, so the mood caught us just right, and I was not dumb. I mm, did not initiate, but I follow through. Um, we were the only ones in the cabin at the time, and uh, <laughs> I was getting cleaned up, and Jasmine was also kind of powdering, you know, powdering her, her nose, as they say. Just getting, you know. Getting I have ready. never heard anybody say the term "powdering their nose," and it sounds so fucking sexual as when you just said it. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. Um, but so, anyways, we are both Jasmine and I walk into the bathroom all the time, anyways, together. Like we're fucking married. Like who the fuck cares? Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. But this time, I mean, if anybody did care, I, they, they'd be legitimate. I've, you know, whatever. I mean, we're married. Who cares? It's it's all kosher with Christ, I suppose. Um, but, <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, there was there, there was some looks given and some vibes felt, and it was it was go time. And I will say, I was fully dressed in that goddamn suit for the goddamn wedding. <laughs> oh my god, Brandon, really? Oh, absolutely. Dude, round of fucking applause for you, dude. Like it was one of those it was one of those escapades where the clothes didn't come off. It was one of those like pants the suit are stays down, on. <laughs> pants are dropping down to the knees, but the suit stays on, baby. <laughs> like that Skittles commercial? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, get ready for my sweetness. Oh my, oh my god, that fucking commercial. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and uh, it came to a quick halt because both Brianna and Jose, we heard, come into the cabin. And we're like, oh fuck, we gotta, we gotta either one finish this up or be real quiet. <laughs> so. God damn it, I never knew about oh, what happened. Oh, I mean, you know, you know, some. Okay, you know, enough said, bud. Enough said. We, we made it. We made it to the finish line. We we, yeah. were, you know, we we played a good game, and it got rough there in the second half. But you know, we pulled it through. They had us there in the first half. I won't lie. Uh, you know, and they rattled us right there when they came in unexpectedly like that. I mean, it threw us. It threw the quarterback off a little bit, but let me tell you, he got his game together and he made it hit the end zone. Damn as, soon as, as soon as he crossed that line and 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 punted that load down the field, I I don't remember how football. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to say that I'm the Tom Brady of like getting things done in a pinch, but you know what? In that moment, I, I get what I get what Brady's all about. You I got the it. job done. You got the job done. That's what you did. I got the job done, and I got a goddamn ring on my finger. You know. Yep. You deserve two rings on that finger, actually, oh, for that. Believe me. 
You can't believe I never knew about this fucking story, and it's fucking funny and amazing all at the same time. And then you kept the suit on as well. Oh yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, this is like, uh, like no shit. This is before like, like I know I'm getting a little deep in the details with you and stuff, but like no, eh, whatever. Who the fuck cares? Uh, you're like one of my best friends, and it was at your wedding, and it's like a crowning achievement for both of us. Like, we bring it up every once in a while. Like, you remember when we did that? Anytime we see anything for Key's wedding, she goes, you look really fucking good in that suit. And I'm like, you're goddamn right I did. I feel like you need to buy that suit. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've got my, I've got another gray suit now. I've got, like, my proper gray suit. Uh, but so anyways, like, it was, you know, uh, <laughs> it was one of those things. Like, wait, is that why you came in? Wait, is that why you came into the groom suite with a pep in your step? <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. I came into the groom suite and I'm just like everybody's stressing out because I mean, y'all look, man. I love you. <laughs> I love Bailey, and I know it wasn't all up to you guys, but there is like y'all cut it to the fucking wire, dude. Yay. Yeah. Now I remember you because you came in with a big fucking smile and you were glowing. So, so Key's like sitting there in like the groom suite, which like we're the, everyone's hanging out and they're like, "Oh man, like we're supposed to be out there right now." There's fucking guests like sitting down, uh, like seated and stuff, and uh, and we're still waiting on people's hair to get done. And I'm just fucking strolling there. I'm just like. Ain't nothing but a thing, man. I mean, come on, everything's gonna be fine. You're yeah, getting, he, you're getting married. I mean, doesn't matter if there's people in the seats or not. I mean, you're gonna you got you got a wife out of it, and she's amazing. <laughs> Dude, those are all the exact words he said, and then all of a sudden he was like, "Ooh, uh, cheese and salami." He was like, "What's going on?" Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a fucking like full-on charcuterie board, and I'm like, "Oh, fucking sweet, some goddamn protein." Ah, yeah, I'm feeling a little depleted right now. I need to build up my stamina. <laughs> What's this all about? This I'm turned this it at the like the the with the, the at the charcuterie board. It's like y'all not fucking eating any of this shit. This is fucking amazing. Y'all missing out. Everyone else is stressing out. Like, we need to be the fuck out there. What the fuck's going on? I'm just like. I don't give a shit. Everything's fine, man. This changes every fucking thing now that I know this because it makes it so much fucking funnier now. <laughs> you came because you literally got laid and it's like, ah, oh, I got a pep in my step. I look good in this suit. It wasn't even that I got laid. I got laid in the sense of like we're doing something that we shouldn't technically be doing because we're fucking in the bathroom. And uh, and our two of our closest friends just like walked in and were like, "Oh, we're gonna be fucking quiet about this right now." But you know, we're we're, we're not gonna stop. Are you gonna stop? No, I'm not gonna stop. You're not gonna stop. All right, cool. We're gonna we're gonna finish this. We're gonna finish this like fucking champs. <laughs> and Jasmine and I stroll out of the bathroom. We're just like, "Oh, how's it going? Are you all pouring shots? Oh, we'll take some shots." And immediately. <laughs> <laughs> They were none the wiser, and I would love to know. I would legit, like, you know, I'm very interested in, like, hearing what, like, Jose or Brianna has to say if they hear this episode, or if or when they hear this episode. 
what they have to say about it. Because I would love if they're like, oh, yeah, y'all ain't slick as shit. We fucking knew. <laughs> great. I can't stop smiling and laughing at the fact that all this went down. And it's like, you smile, wow, motherfucker. It's like, hectic. You're stressing out. You're like, oh, shit. My mom's not even had her hair done yet. And, like, we're still waiting on everybody to come down. Uh, like, you know, we got fucking people in the aisle, like, in the seats. And, we're, you know, <laughs> it's like... Ah oh, man, it's funny. Because like I didn't, I didn't even sleep that much because I was like, "Fuck, dude, my vows! I need to make sure they sound amazing. I didn't want to knock this out of the fucking park." And I was like, "Y'all, oh. were, so, y'all were so cute." So one, uh, so I thought because uh, Bailey improvised her uh, vows, right? Yep. Yeah. That was the one thing because uh, I, I remember that I was like, "This is the one thing." I was like. You're telling me that Bailey is going to try to improvise her vows on, like, one of the most, like, not saying, like, marriage is, like, the important, most important day of your life. Like, I'm not, like, that naive. You know, there's people that get married multiple times, but I know Bailey. Fuck you. you. You're you're welcome. But one, it didn't succeed because I wasn't there. And so, um, but... With like oh. knowing Key and Bailey, like it's just like y'all y'all are two peas in a pod kind of deal. Like y'all are both weird, and you got your own quirks. You're crazy in your own ways, but you make it work. Like you're like a weird, like kind of like woven basket wicker set. And you're like, I don't know how this fucking works, but it fucking does, and it's sturdy as shit. And so I guess it's gonna last like you know forever. Um, but it was just one of those things that when you, uh, cause uh, you were like, Hey man, like this is, this is when, what do you think about this? Cause you came to me and Jose and you were kind of like this. Yeah, this is what I got from my vows. I'm like, man, it's fucking amazing. That's, a, that's really awesome that you, and I even told you, I was like, that's really amazing that you and Bailey, like wrote out like your own vows separate from each other and it's like really great and you legit turned to me and you're like oh no bailey's just gonna wing it she's really good with words <laughs> yep that's what i said <laughs> and, and the wedding happened like you hold like you read your vows and you uh, like when you like told me that she was gonna wing it i was like oh no that's I don't think she's ready for that. She doesn't. Oh no, Key. I think you went a little too hard with your vows. I mean, you wrote them out. You planned it. And now she's just going to wing it? Holy shit. And uh, as soon as it happens, like she... <laughs> like she said very sweet things to you in that moment but at the same time essentially what her vows ended up being was ditto and yep and it was so cute because i really one i really like seeing people get rattled and being surprised and so for me i was like this is really rewarding for me because i know key fucking like knocked it out of the park and like caught bailey off guard guard yep (laughs) But at the same time, I was like, I, I like, I feel bad for you, girl. I, but you should have, yeah, you should have, like, maybe have like written out your vows. But at the same time, there was a 
uh, a curtness and an honesty that I found so endearing that I was like, well, it's just cute as fuck. Like, I can't even, like, who fucking cares? Like, you, like, what, whatever. He said it for both of you. Like, and you both feel it. It was one of those things that you legit, from her reaction, it's like, she feels exactly what you said. And it's like, that's adorable as fuck. Like, that's so cute. <laughs> Thank you, bud. <laughs> yeah. It, like, legit was one of the, it's one of, I don't typically, like, I've really gotten to the point where I don't give a fuck about most people's weddings. I just look at, like, wedding invitations. I'm like, eh, fuck, I'll send you a card and I'll send you something that you got on your fucking uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. Registry, whatever. whatever. Like, I'll send you something. But I'm not going to go. I hate the pomp, the weird forced pomp and circumstance and awkwardness of weddings. Like, I'm really not about it. Yeah, now, I understand that. I mean, I've been to, been to, going through your own wedding, like, really opens up your eyes to, like, there's a lot of pageantry and bullshit that I didn't have to be a part of. And I don't know, maybe there's something that happens when, look, I'm saying this as somebody on the precipice, the, like, I'm in the penultimate year of my 20s. Like, I'm going to be 30 in June. So maybe there's something that happens in the next, like, 10, like, 5, 10 years where I'm like, oh, weddings, they're beautiful. I love them. They're great. I get to see, like, new relationships get started. Um, but... I'm not. I'm not there yet. I'm still. Yeah, it's I'm you're. Still it's still a work in progress. Yeah, I'm still in my like processing. Like, things are mostly just a money grabbing kind of system, where people want to say like, "You, I like you. You like me." But it's more than that. There's a connection. I can. I could see myself dying before you, and you being sad about it, or vice versa. Like, there's this weird kind of, like, sadness and beauty in it. Um, but, like, weddings kind of, like, shuffle that around, like, a little bit, because it's like a money grab system. It's like a uh, a Valentine's for the rest of your life, is how I view uh, weddings. It's a, a marketing system. And looking more back on it, you're really right about that. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like... I like I look at Valentine's now and I'm like, well, that's a goddamn Hallmark institution kind of thing. And you're just looking to make people buy money and chocolates because they should feel obligated to buy it at the same time uh, on this day. Christ, man. Look, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is legit how I look at it. So, like, this is the kind of shit I didn't let you know about when I was younger. I was like, well, fuck Valentine's. This is a goddamn like corporate uh, greed system. I'm buying these chocolates because fucking Hallmark told me to, and now they've convinced this girl that I like that this day actually has some meaning and matter to it, and if I don't, I'm shit out of luck. Oh, he doesn't care about me. He didn't get me a Valentine's kind of deal. Like, whatever. Like, you know, it's a it's just corporate. It's It's corporate manufactured love. It's it's whatever. If people right. buy into it, they buy into it. And if people find meaning in it, they find meaning into it. It's just not for me. Um, but uh, weddings very much are kind of like the same thing. It's like a status situation. 
oh, we got to have this great grandeur, like, wedding. You know, yeah. it's got to be top. You got to have the best DJ. You got to have a crazy full liquor bar for four, three to four hours or whatever. Open bar. Get Yo, look, man. Here's, here's what's going to happen when I get married next. I'm going to use one of my friends that's ordained. I'm going to have them do a small ceremony with my closest friends and family. Hold on, Mark. Let's be honest. The moment that I find out that you're with somebody and that you're legitimately considering, like, this this person. No, I'm putting Jazz to work to do some more, like, investigation like she did with uh, Bailey. (laughs) Yeah, you guys think I'm going to do this again by myself? Fuck no. Oh, no, and you absolutely shouldn't. That's where you went wrong the first time, but it's okay. Life is all about making mistakes and learning from them. Um, well, uh, quick quick piece of advice for anybody that's, uh, for any listeners we have. Don't get married when you're in the military. Uh, wait oh, till you're back God. home with your friends and family. God, it's one of the biggest mistakes people make. I just, every time I, I happens, everybody, everybody that I know who got married in the military divorced either shortly before they left the military or shortly after they left the military. I was one of the lucky ones that held on for like a few years before that happened, but like it's just it's probably the worst time to get married. Yeah, it's not good. That high school sweetheart that you think you're going to spend the rest of your life with, uh, Mark, I obviously I know different situation for you than it is. But a majority of people going into the military are, you know, fresh out of high school. Straight out of high school. Like, their senior year, they know what's happening. They know where they're going kind of deal. You know, that's how it goes. Especially, like, can't speak for everybody, but from a majority of, like, what personally I had seen um, in Texas, like, you know, it's very common. And the majority of those people are not with those people anymore. You know? And it, it is what it is. There's no shame at all. I mean, fuck. Like, but high school, like, even into your 20s, fuck, I'm not even 30 yet. And I'm like, I'm still a goddamn kid. I'm not an adult. What the fuck? It doesn't even it's, matter. Here's the, here's the funny thing is, is I'm like, I'm only 28, but I already feel like I'm old as and it's depressing as all hell to know that. And I find it interesting because I'm like, I'm 29, I'm turning 30 in June. I'm like, fuck. 30 ain't shit. So I'd been going through like weird little small existential crises all throughout my life. Um, but and uh, when I was a kid, like I feared death. Because it was drilled into my head constantly from like my religious upbringing that we all die, and like what that means, and the human aspect of me kicked in. Like, well, I don't, I don't want to die. I kind of like this life experience. I like what's happening uh, too much. The ego center of uh, being a, a center of being a human kicks in. It's like, well, I don't want to die. This is cool. Like, sure. Things suck every once in a while, but for the majority of time, things are really awesome. Um, And then I got out of that phase where I come completely acceptant of, like, I'm going to die. 
and that's okay. And for whatever reason, all of a sudden, like in the past like year and a half, two years, that fear and that uncomfortable area of existence kicked in again. And I'm like, is this like one of those things that like happens? Like the fact that now I'm exiting my 20s and I'm at the... Uh, I'm literally standing in the doorway of my 30s. Is this like a thing that I'm fully like coming like like what what does this say about me? What does it say about the time that I'm in? Because like I'm also looking at like other people around me who are older than me. Like like you guys are like my true friends. Who are in my age bracket. But a majority of the people that I am very close with and like friends with, like, and Key, you know this, like, uh, Pete. Yeah. Uh, and but he's in his 50s. He's older than my dad is. And like, I identify with him and I really relate to him and I connect with him. Like, on a, like a very deep level. But uh, I don't see him as, like, old, you know? Yeah. But I also don't look at my dad as, like, oh, you're old kind of deal. The, maybe that's just because I've always identified more with older people because I consider myself an old soul. Um, I, I just, I don't see it that way. Maybe I see age different or, like, experience different. Um, but as of recently that, that barrier has been stripped away and I don't know, not that, not the age barrier, but like my, like I'm seeing all these old people, like old, older people or people who even say, I'm like, Oh, I'm so old compared to you. Cause I hear that all the time. I'm so old compared to you. Yeah. And it's more in a sense of like, uh. Like, yeah, I, I, I know I'm really young compared to you, but also at the same time, like, there's this weird, man, I, I don't know if it's because of, like, my mental illness that I deal with, or if this is, like, a humanistic fear that I deal with that's coming back, it's creeped its head back in, but I'm like, well, yeah, I, I know I'm, I'm 29, I'm almost 30. But uh, I could die any day. Like, it could happen. I'm on my way home from work, or I'm driving to work. Um, I could be on the road, um, like doing one of my shows. Um, as a musician, even like a touring. If when that becomes a deal, like if my band gets to the point where we're able to tour, like. What what kind of things happen to me while I'm on the road or something? Like, I just don't know. And I'm like, man, like, maybe and it, it, it also it also has been something that's been sparked up because of the pandemic. Like, I didn't really have a lot of fears about death and, like, ceasing to exist until the pandemic happened. And uh, started noticing all the young people who started dying. And I'm like, oh. 
I'm not really as uh none of this is as much of a guarantee as I thought it was. And uh Well and that's like, that's the scary thing. Like like even even you I, I told you guys recently that like I found a gray hair and everyone like and, it, that, everyone... and that's one of the things that I like and, and maybe that's why I'm bringing up this topic is because of you messaging us and like guys I found out something devastating. I have a gray hair. Dude, and I'm I, not gonna lie, that put a fire under my ass. I've been doing shit like Right. Like, and well and and I found I was like, I know I was ribbing you. I'm like, oh, you found a gray hair. Oh, good. You know, I was making fun of you and stuff. And that hurt. Like, I cried for like 45 minutes after you said that, Brandon. I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I was sitting there. I'm like, this motherfucker got all this way without a goddamn gray hair up to this point. Like, you and I were, like, while we were at Hops and Heroes together. Like, I was like, I'm. I have gray hair. Yeah, like, I've got gray hairs. I mean, to be fair, up. to be fair, a lot of those were probably caused by me. Uh, I mean, me. Ah, uh, at the time, maybe I could have said that they were you. With the retrospect that I have, and the kind of uh, hindsight that I have, I can equivocally say that they were not because of you oh. I 100% look at all my stress be it real or manufactured um, I look at most of the stress that we dealt with was all manufactured none of it was real um, we would have made it through fine no matter what because that was just the kind of people that we were we were going to make it work no matter what yeah um the certain individual that we were in business with was the one who was manufacturing that guilt and that fear and that um stress for us and because that's what they were feeling or maybe they weren't feeling it at all maybe they were completely using us regardless of whatever the situation scenario that it be regardless of whatever the the narrative was be it true fiction or something in between uh was very real for you and i and shan and and the other people who were involved with us it was very real that person right. was very good at manipulating us into getting yeah. us to believe it but be it real or manufactured um I mean, I like legitimately like I had Mark. I have so many gray hairs. You don't even know the differences between you and I is uh, I haven't dyed my hair in since high school. Yeah, and um, you're kind of dealing with it. See what I find so fa fascinating with you, from like a psycholo uh, psychological standpoint, is because I know you, or at least I feel like I know you. We've been friends eh. for long uh, for a long time during like different years, right? But like it's been like an on and off. Like we weren't friends consistently, or I. What I should say is we weren't 
active in each other's life for 13 years. Right. Uh, we were friends. Like, you called me up at any point. Like, I was, like, right there. Like, I fucking love this guy. I'm gonna, you know, whatever. Dick. Didn't matter. Um, but we weren't active in each other's lives that entire 13 years. Um, like, it's just one of those kind of things that, you know, um, God, I think I was, I think I was 24, 25. No, I was 24 when I found my first gray hair because Jasmine and I were married and she, we were in our first apartment together and we were getting ready before we went to work and uh I was brushing my hair and Jasmine was like, What what was that? I'm like, what the fuck are, what what do you mean what was that? She goes, There's something hold on. And she didn't say what she was doing. What she was doing is she was fishing out the gray hair that she found from me. And uh it was a, a shocking moment when she was like you got a gray hair. And I think the, people have different responses to gray hairs. And I think your kind of response was more of the stereotypical response. Like, oh, my God, guys, I found a gray hair. I don't I don't know what to do. Like, uh, this is this is life altering. I, I, this is crazy. Now, were you playing it up for us? I don't know. Maybe you were. Like I could imagine you kind of having like a oh shit, there's a gray hair. Maybe you have like a little mini existential crisis. I still have that gray hair on my desk. You plucked it. it? I plucked that fucker out. Why? It is is on my desk as a reminder of my own mortality. I would have left it in. Here's the I, thing is it I wasn't was like really it wasn't honest. it didn't fit with the rest of my hair. It wasn't like it was like, oh my gosh, I need to part my hair to see it. Like it was sticking straight out of the side of my fucking head, right oh, yeah. above my ear. Well, because the texture changes when your when your hair starts turning gray a little bit. Right, but that's the problem is is it wasn't like it was it didn't like there wasn't a way for me to just comb it back in. It was just sticking straight out. I mean, and I was just like, I guess I understand that, but from my my perspective, so um, I I have a little bit of a different mentality. Same same principle that you're going for, but a different um, I guess plan of action is a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I don't pluck any of my gray hairs, and I have not ever. In fact, the first time I ever plucked a gray hair was by accident because I was combing. I was just brushing my hair and I was styling it to get ready for the day. And um, I, I I knew I had gray hairs. Or, like, at this point, I think I only had three that I knew of. I only had three that I knew of. Um, and uh, I looked down at the brush and I'm like, oh, that's, that's standing. That's, that's pretty shimmery. What's, what's going on with hair? And at the same time, I was thinking, I was like, Oh, that might be one of Jasmine's hair because Jasmine had dyed her hair blonde at the time. I'm like, oh man, this brush needs to be clean. This is one of Jasmine's hairs, and in here, and I plucked it out, and I'm like, oh shit, that is way too short to be a Jasmine hair. 
And um, it's just one of those things that, like, I saw my gray hair, and uh, I don't know, like, I didn't have the... I didn't have the sense of, like, the crisis that I hear, like, a lot of people that go through with, like, finding gray hair. Like, oh, my God. I'm well, getting here's, old. Here's the difference. Because, like, when I found mine... Uh... So, Key, hold on. Because we haven't gotten into this too much. Because just because you haven't been as vocal. What, what, when can you give me, like, the best guesstimation of age that you were when you found your first one? I guess honestly say that I was the exact same age as you because um so 25 26 20 like 25 or 26 yeah because what happened was my hair was just as long as it is now and I cut it uh to a very short um haircut like similar to yours oh and, right and the other thing that I find is when my hair is shorter I don't see them yep and so and um, throw them out that you'll start noticing them but with me, I have um, three cowlicks in the back of my head. And so when I cut my hair and I was kind of like messing with it, it was like, oh, my God. Because I think my uncle forgot to kind of, he left, like, you, sometimes not every hairstylist is going to be perfect. So there's always going to be like that one strand of hair that's like very, very, very long. So there was like a couple of them. And she was like, oh, my God, you have a gray hair. I was like what really and she was like yeah i was like holy shit well i'm getting closer to my 30s i guess this is when it's supposed to happen i'm not too sure or how this works and then that's kind of like the similar situation that i had and it's like huh that's crazy well and i was like well it doesn't really matter because like a lot of other people are like dyeing their hair gray because it's a fashion or something like that I'm oh like, yeah it, it doesn't matter to me i'm still gonna be like a kid at heart even though i'm getting older and then it's like um yeah and i have multiple gray hairs even in my um like right where my uh bangs are pretty much you just can't see them pretty much and right yeah and it's like holy shit it's crazy seeing that you know because uh, I never did dye my hair, except, I mean, I bleached it once in, I think it was like my sophomore year of high school. But literally, it's like, man, I've never used any hair products. And like, now it's like, man, this is crazy seeing the, uh, like, because my hair is naturally jet black. And it's like, wow, it's crazy seeing these, uh, these gray hairs in my head. And it's like, huh, it's kind of nice because it kind of makes me feel like I'm a little more wiser because it just reminds me, all right, I am getting older, but. I honestly think back to when I was, like, a teenager. I'm like, man, how differently I was back then. But, like, Isn't it me crazy? now, would me now be annoyed of me at 16? Or would me Isn't it crazy just... to think about that a majority of your life is actually going to be spent with a version of you that you did not grow up accustomed to? Dude, I'm not going to lie. If I could go back in time, I'd beat the shit out of my 16-year-old ass. No, 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 no. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not talking about that. No, I I'm am, though. Sense, I'm talking in the sense of, like, uh, like how we look, how we act. And st like, yeah, how we act is obviously, like, I hope there are certain attributes and certain kind of mentalities that I have right now that I hope that exist. Uh, when I'm like in my 40s and 50s but at the same time like 
especially like I I I feel like I've got like this odd little perspective, extra perspective, especially like um I, I guess I'm able to take um take inventory in my life more accurately. Like where I was at twenty, like uh, when I turned twenty, like nineteen, going into twenty, as opposed to like I'm ten years old and I'm going into twenty, kind of deal, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a dip, like uh, like there's a difference in like mental capacity and like kind of what you're able to process, and what you experience, um, and obviously very much perspective in that sense. But I feel. Like, um, that kind of young naivety, kind of, that ignorant bliss that we're given is insulated into us for a reason. Um, some kind of like, uh... Here's one thing I will say about you, Brandon, is, is I feel like one of the reasons you're so comfortable with this whole aging thing is you've always seemed to have a much older soul than most of the people I know. Which is which? I which I do think that there is some credence to that, but at the same time, I still have the same fears. Like I, I do have panic attacks about the idea of dying. Um, Right. Hmm. uh, It's weird too. Like, uh, I, I, it'll be a totally normal day. Everything's going great. And uh, I'll be listening to music that I love, and all of a sudden, a thought will come across my mind, and it'll be like, you know, this isn't going to last. In fact, it's not even going to just kind of, like, mellow out. It's just going to stop. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. I don't know if I'm ready for it to stop. I like I like this. I, I It's that... Um, that fear of the unknown that kicks oh. in that uh really pushes pushes me in that like uh like uh, uh like i'll have full on anxiety attacks of that like where i'm le- legitimately like this isn't a metaphor like this is like an actual like i'm gasping for air trying to get over like that feeling like oh god i'm gonna die one day and this is all gonna stop and this whole existence and everything i know is going to cease and one day i'm gonna just my my thought process my synapses of my emotions and any like brain capacity of the things that i find pleasure in things that i am infuriated by and just the things that make me human are just gonna stop and it brings me to the point where I'm like, <gasps> like, oh god, like I don't want to think about that. Like I don't, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. And it's very much like I talk myself down. I'm like, this is a human thing that you're feeling. This is your ego kicking in. Obviously, like while you like, I deal with mental. I have my own mental mental illness. No, there, I deal with suicidal thoughts and stuff and uh i have my own ways of coping with it but and i i legitimately find um certain pleasures in being afraid like the moments that i find like i'm legitimately afraid of dying 
give me this weird kind of bittersweet enjoyment of life where it's like yes i struggle with my own fears and my self-doubt to where it's just like i feel that voice in my head that tells me like people would be better without you or like what you don't matter kind of deal but then all of a sudden i'm like well it doesn't the, the, the other side of me it's like what well, doesn't really matter on the grand scheme of things if i matter as a whole but do i matter to myself am i finding enjoyment out of this experience that i've been uh, that i'm living and um it's those kind of like gas uh, gasping for air moments that yes they terrify me in their moment when i'm deep in it and i'm legitimately gasping for air and i'm terrified there's something oddly hopeful about them and beautiful that i find about them because it's like at the same time my deepest darkest depression that makes me feel like i am worthless there is something about me that is desperately grasping and holding on to and does enjoy this experience that you know that i'm living um so i do i do find like I, it's one of it's it's truly one of like allegory of the double edged sword um in the sense of like it's extremely painful but it's extremely freeing at the same time and uh but yeah this is something that i've been dealing with a lot lately leaving my 20s going into my 30s mid uh early 20s mid 20s really didn't feel it i felt like I'd, i i did a lot of personal growth um in different ways um really coming to understand who i am as a person um more so, more so i don't have a full grasp on who i am as a person i'm still i grow every day uh at least i certainly hope i am i certainly don't want to regress in any way but i constantly push myself to learn more and be it about the world that i occupy or um or about myself um but there there's something that's been happening recently where my more my uh, sense of mortality is kicking in again which is uh, which is odd which is something i really hadn't dealt with too much through my early and mid 20s but now in my late 20s Going into my 30s, they started reoccurring again. And it's something I dealt with in my late teens. The idea of dying and the, the idea of this ending. And I don't know if that, what that, I, I don't fully understand what that says about me yet. And maybe I never won't. Uh, but, um, I've started noticing a little bit of a personal cycle for me that I I find fascinating and terrifying, and uh, I really like it in a in a way because um I I don't know with for someone that deals with the kind of mental 
problems that I deal with. It's it's oddly like while I'm gasping for air, at the same time I'm gasping for fresh air. And uh, it it brings a lot of clarity to me. And it was one of those things that when you, you know, jokingly making fun of yourself, pointing out the fact that you're getting older, like, Oh, guys, I found a gray hair. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, yeah, I got about like 10, 15, maybe even 20 that I know of right now. And uh, I'm kind of at the point where gray, uh, well, not even kind of. I'm I'm at the point where uh, my gray hairs don't bother me. Um, I'm Like I said, I haven't dyed my hair since I was in high school. Uh, and I did it just because I wanted to see what it would be like. And um, I didn't do any crazy color. It was just essentially, essentially, I didn't do it right, and it essentially looked like tiger stripes. It wasn't even frosted tips. It was just tiger stripes. <laughs> um, well, we're going back to the tiger stripes for you in the near future. Uh, which I'm down for. At this point in my life, I feel like it works for me. Guys, we just gotta, yeah. we just got to all get fucking awesome, funky hairstyles so we really just fucking stand out and go completely against what our branding looks like. Well, Key already kind of, I mean, yes, it's within his branding of the podcast, but I mean, <laughs> I, I can honestly say, even at this point with Key's hair, like, his caricature does not capture, like, how full and voluptuous that hair is. <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, right. it's, like, full-on scene girl level big. But so anyways, really? to wrap up, to wrap yeah. up my thoughts, I know you gotta go. Mark. Yeah, uh, I gotta wake up in four hours. Be fine. You'll be fine. Um, my, my thing is, uh, I, I really hope you, I, I can't, I can't tell you how to view things or, you know, like I can't, I, I don't know how you view your life experience, like your journey. I can't tell you how to. I can just bestow tidbits, little breadcrumbs that have helped me get through. Um, really, I'd say those gray hairs, there's going to be more of them. Um, whether you dye your hair or not, they are going to be there. Um, yep. They are... Look, they are, um, they're, they're really a blessing, but personally, I believe that they're a blessing because it re reminds me, one, li life itself is impermanent, uh, but it's also a reminder of how, uh, how far I've come as a person. Uh, and it's also a reminder of where I'm going. And uh, it really does make me want to be better. Um, may, it, some, uh, you know, sometimes it makes me want to be better for myself, but it really makes me want to be better for the people around me. Um, it makes me think a lot about the potential legacy that I leave behind. Because yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not guaranteed anything. Um, we're not even guaranteed that we'll leave behind a good legacy. 
well, like we're not. It's just that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, the best we, the best thing we can do is live the best lives, get the most out of it that we possibly can, and um, you hope that we leave the world behind in a better shape than we originally found it. So that's kind of like my my life basically what we're getting at here guys grab life by the balls ride that bitch into the sunset and do something awesome yeah do something awesome even if people tell you it's dumb if you if you think it's it's awesome do it if it's something weird avant-garde maybe your taste in music is nasty i don't know just Brandon, for fuck's sake, this is not the same episode as your music being nasty. I know, but I'm referencing For fuck's sake. I was like, fucking God, that was like three hours ago. Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit, we've been recording for like seven, or like five hours. Yeah. This is going to be a long editing session. I I feel bad for you, but at the same time. You don't give a fuck. I feel really good for us. I do too. All right, Anchor, give us our money now. <laughs> money, please. All right, guys, I got to I gotta go to bed. Everybody have a great fucking week. <laughs> hey, guys, if you just can't get enough of Sunrise with the Sleepy Boys, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SRSleepyBoys, or you can check out our YouTube channel, Sunrise with the Sleepy Boys. You can also find us on Spotify, Radio Public, Anchor, Breaker Radio, and coming soon, Apple Podcasts.